As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit The views and opinions expressed in this podcast by the host and or the guest do not necessarily reflect the views of the host and or Paranormal Buzz Radio and or its sponsors. Use of any material produced by Paranormal Buzz Radio without express written consent is prohibited. Paranormal Buzz Radio will not be held responsible for you holding your knees, crying and rocking in a corner in a puddle of your own urine, or being beheaded by a group of children in a cornfield. In fact, if you come across a group of children in a cornfield, we promise to make fun of you as you run away screaming in terror. Listener discretion is advised. Ghost stories, folklore, psychics and mediums, shamanism, paranormal investigations, haunted locations, and all that other weird shit. You're listening to the Traveler's Moon Podcast with the Paranomad, Chris Nielsen, and Kelly McCarville, Moonspinner. Here are your hosts, Chris and Kelly. Hello. Hello, and it's actually Chris and Kelly. This is so exciting. Uh, so the last time, weird shows lately. Oh yeah, definitely. So the last time we actually did a formal version of the Travelers Moon podcast, I was flying solo, and then we did a Whiskey Wednesday, which wasn't technically podcasty. So welcome back, Kelly Although McCarville. We need to get that one uploaded. Still. We do something oh, to get that one uploaded. Yeah, but yeah, but I was, I was sick. Oh yeah, you were like dying. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, I did not feel good. You guys did not want me on the show. Well, that seems like forever and an I, age ago. That's because it was. So much has happened since then. We had a lot happen. Oh, yeah. I think, like, a recap episode might be might be necessary in the future. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But not this time. But not this time. Because we had a guest this time, and we so ran out of time. Last time we had him on the show, we had so, a lot more to talk about. Yeah. Uh, for the second time ever on the Travelers Moon podcast, he's our first repeat offender. True. He's our first repeat offender. That is an absolute Look at fact. You go. Welcome back, t-shirt. Nash Hoover. How's it going, man? Hello, guys. It's good to be back. I am good. Awesome. So yeah. Um, so for anybody who missed the the last podcast, um, can you just give us a quick like Reader's Digest about you know who is Nash Hoover? What does Nash Hoover do? What makes you tick? <laughs> well, I am the 
co-host, co-creator, executive producer of Chasing Legends, uh, which is a web series on YouTube. And my cousin and I and our team, we travel all over the place and investigate cryptid legends and see if there's any truth to them. Awesome. He's a, and not only our first repeat offender, he was also our first cryptozoologist. He was, yes. On the, uh, on the podcast. Which was a, it, it, it probably shouldn't be as much fun for the host as it was for me, but I just had a, such a good time on that show because, like I said in that show, there wasn't a ton that I knew. I knew just a little bit about stuff. So, I mean, I, I was probably as fascinated as anybody who was listening. It was fun. Yeah, that was a fun one. This time, though, um, not only are we going to talk about just everything, but we want to focus a little bit in this show about um, a festival that you have coming up, and specifically the monster that this festival is is kind of yes. featured in. Yes. So that's, uh, and uh, actually, that was one of like my kind of random questions I had thought of. So I was actually, I re-listened to the last podcast, and... I actually did homework for this, so <laughs> I think this is the first guest I've ever actually done homework for, which is strange. Um, so the uh, the last podcast, uh, it's actually about Iowa's cryptid. But before we get into that, the question I had was: Is monster like is that is that like an okay term? Like, because I know so like in our our field, like ghost hunter is one of those like words that is like it's used and it's recognized. But like a lot of the you know paranormal investigators, I know they they definitely prefer that that phrase. Yeah. So is like monster one of those? Like, is monster like an accepted phrase in the cryptozoology field, or is that like kind of one of those like overused Taboo words? Titles. I would say a little bit of both. I mean, <clears throat> like with the uh, the case of like the Van Meter uh, visitor is kind yes. of what it's frequently called. <laughs> Um, I have seen it dubbed the Van Meter Monster, um, but uh, more, I guess, mainstream, it's the Van Meter Visitor, at least with the those that are, you know, kind of up on the, uh, the lore of it. I know there, I think it's actually happening right now. There's the Expedition X on Discovery Channel. It's not a plug. Um, they're doing an episode on the Van Meter creature, and they're calling it the Van Meter Monster, which, you know, got to make it sound scary. Oh, but, I was going to say, it's got to um, sound sexy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always called it The Visitor. I know Chad Lewis has always referred to it as, as The Visitor. I know his book on the case is The Visitor, and the festival is actually called the Van Meter Visitor Festival. So, um, But um, in certain cases, Monster is okay. Like, you know, like the – I know we – I believe we talked about the Mogollon Monster in Arizona, which is like Arizona's Bigfoot, so that's, you know – kind of dubbed as the Mogollon monster. It's the monster that was seen on the Mogollon rim. Um, so some cases the name sticks to obviously the uh, geographic names of certain things, but um, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not, a, I'm not against calling myself a monster hunter, uh, but it makes you sound kind of badass. It yeah. really does. <clears throat> so yeah, I guess, I mean, depending on context, it's monsters. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. So uh, before we kind of get into, uh, the Van Meter Visitor Festival and all that other stuff. Uh, what What's 2021 had in store for you? Been up to anything new? Not as much as I would have liked. Um, I mean, I bought a house. I'm having a kid. <laughs> Congratulations. So personally, there's been a lot going on. Um, I've done. Didn't we see another fairly 
big thing that just happened to you recently, too. Oh, yeah, and I got engaged. I can't forget about that one, I'm sure. Congratulations. I'm saving your butt here. Just yeah, you know. be is listening. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that was that was something we always had talked about for a long time, and uh, so it was just kind of nice to finally, you know, officiate it. Um, so now we have that to plan. We'll see. Never a boring moment. Never a boring moment. But yeah, I mean, I've done a little bit of traveling. I went to Puerto Rico in April just as a vacation because I do take those, I guess. And so it was nice to uh, go somewhere and not have to work. But Okay. But when you take those vacations like that, do you find like... Oh, it's, it's impossible for me not to. I mean, you got the, <laughs> you got the, you got the Chupacabra in, in Puerto Rico. So oh, it was, yeah. uh, it was every, every, every hike to the jungle, I was looking for something. Yeah, because we took we just took our vacation, and I put that in quotes, and we went to Gettysburg, Trans Allegheny, Ohio State Formatory. Let me be fair; that was more or less a word trip. We were up, uh, kind of jumping paracon to paracon too. But yeah, um, yeah. It, I think when you do stuff like this, it's almost impossible to go someplace and not be thinking about what's in the area and what is there to check out. Yeah, at least for us, I know. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, um, I honestly, I know about the Van Meter creature, the Van Meter visitor, whatever you want to call it. Um, And the only thing I really know about it is that it gets compared to the Mothman. So I'm super excited to hear. And actually, we established last podcast, if it was close to like any particular uh, cryptid out there, it's a roping. Am I saying that right? Uh, yeah, yes, in terms of the, uh, the fact like that it admits eight similarities, yeah. Um, the Robin, it's more, the light is more of admitted from its chest, torso area, whereas the Van Meter Visitor was coming from its head. Which I'm really glad people can't see the light <coughs> pop because I'm trying to, like, actually imitate a horn in real like time, but... Corn. Yeah. Well, you guys are actually frozen on my end. I hope that's not... Oh. Hopefully we uh, I was are frozen say. for everybody. <clears throat> yeah. so if anyone's listening and it's frozen on their end, let us know so we can. <laughs> so Nash isn't just here talking to himself. Right. All right. So I hear you okay. And everything looks like it's yeah. running fine. But I, I was going to say from our side, side, it looks like it's all yeah. running smooth. And so usually chat yelling at us. So okay. I'm wondering. Uh, could just be on my I'm wondering if it's not the video lagging. Yeah, it might have been. Okay. Shay says audio is good. All right. Thanks, Shay. What's up? Uh, All right. So, Van Meter Festival, that is coming up the last weekend in September, correct? The 25th. Okay. Um, and tell us kind of what what is the What, hist- what are we sorry, celebrating? I'm just railing you. No, you're good. I was just about to say, what, what are we <laughs> celebrating at the, uh, the Van Meter Visitor Festival? So the uh, the festival kind of just celebrates the history of the uh, initial uh, encounter, the Week of Terror, as they kind of call it, in 1903, when the the creature was first seen, and the townspeople eventually kind of rose up against it and forced it back into the the mine where it came from, and uh, you know eventually it did fly off. Uh, they say east, which kind of just coincides with the the, the Mothman. Uh, 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 co- uh, co- coinciding, but um, yeah, so it's uh, Chad Lewis does a walking tour, takes you through downtown Van Meter, and 
kind of takes you to the you know the, the key the key sites of the key locations of where you know specific uh, events happened in that week of mm-hmm. creature sightings. Uh, all the buildings are still there and original, so which is that's really cool. Um, and then the walking tour takes us takes you out of town and takes you to where the mine shaft would have been before it was filled in. And it's, it's just really cool. It's, I mean, they're really great people. It's obviously it's your suit, you know, it's a super small town. So you got that nice small town vibe and everyone's just super friendly and welcoming and um, a lot of great people. They're going to be there this year. A lot of great people are there every year. Um, it's just, it's just an awesome festival. It's um, <clears throat> this is my eighth year going. Um, I've been to all of them except for the first one. And then obviously last year didn't happen. Right. Um, oh Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think it's the same it's the same lineup of speakers that would have been there last year, I think, give or take one or two. Um, uh, I'm speaking. Uh, there's guys like Ken Gerhard, David Weatherly, um, David Chochin, uh, Edgar, Steve Ward. I think Kevin Nielsen's doing a presentation and then uh, I'm probably missing one or two. And then uh, Chad Lewis is, I think he does three walking tours. There's like two during the day. And then there's like the big one, the main one at night. Okay. And yeah, I think it's from noon to eight, eight or nine in there. That's yeah. It's, like, it's pretty much, it's pretty much the whole day. Now you said that it was kind of based off of the 1903 initial sighting of the yes. meter creature. Does that mean that it was seen more than once? It was, I think it was it, it, the, the whole kind of event took place over about a week. Yeah. And I was actually um, just about to say, it looks like we've got some people in chat who actually aren't familiar with the, uh, the van meter visitor. So are you able to give us like kind of like a, and if you're able to, like a step by step of like the entire events, if not like the Reader's Digest version, yeah. uh, just for people who might not know about the Van Meter Visitor. Yeah, hold on. Let me grab the book so I can kind of give mm. more detail. We're we got a book. Things on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to tell me this isn't committed to memory? You know, can you imagine? I mean, we can't remember all the details of the places that mm-hmm. we've gone to and. All the spirits that are in different locations, we get them start crossing over. So oh, yeah, yeah. No, trying to remember I, all the details, and especially totally for something like this, struggle. if he made one thing out of line, somebody would be all over him about that's not what happened, you know. So I could, I get it. My and that my brain sucks. I can't remember anything. So. All right. Um, I don't remember. Can people see me? No. 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 Okay. All right, so this is the Vanmeter Visitor book by Chad Lewis, Noah Voss, and Kevin Nielsen. Um, so yeah, so it was for several nights in 1903, the small town of Vanmeter, Iowa, was terrorized by a giant bat-like creature that emerged from an old abandoned mine. The nature and origin of the, is this mysterious visitor was never discovered. Over 100 years later, three researchers sought out to Vanmeter to shine a light on the amazing, bizarre case. It's just the... Uh, kind of the back... Or the back of the book um so yes yeah, so, i mean it's a really very detailed book they kind of go into all of the the, the key people the, all the uh, all the key eyewitnesses in 1903 um dive into 
you know, the poss- uh, kind of explanations of what it could be, you know, was it hoaxed? Was it a mass hysteria event? You know, was it uh, extraterrestrial or something even, you know, crazier than extraterrestrial? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of bat-like pterodactyl. I know the uh, kind of the mascot that we've kind of used at the festival is, and the kind of logo for the festival has been something very pterodactyl-like, uh, obviously with some sort of light beacon that emits in their head that all of the eyewitnesses that claim to have come face-to-face with the, the visitor during the 1903 attack, I guess, attacks, uh encounters uh said that as soon as the light hit them they pretty much blacked out and had no recollection of basically lost time um so that kind of falls in with like the extraterrestrial ishness of it uh it was said to kind of give off a a very strange smell that kind of went along with the light and the uh memory loss and such so it was yeah it was a very very strange thing, especially for uh, a, a small town of such as Van Meter to kind of have something like this happen. Um, Definitely. And I think one of the cool things about the Van Meter visitor story is the fact that like, uh, so Mama Pat and Chad was wondering if it had any sort of interactions with locals or if it was more just a sighting. And it was like, it was spotted by a lot of people and a lot of people who made the claims were like prominent members of the community. Oh yeah. So I mean, there, there was uh, several people attempted to shoot at this thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was, I think it was the bank owner. I think it was the bank owner, I believe, shot out like the window of he was like inside. He like ran inside because he saw this thing and it like landed um, outside the window of his bank or store. And he actually shot out the window of his storefront to try and kill this thing. I mean, so that I mean, it's the American way. We got to do that. Got big, big old creature just came outside my foot and bang went off. I was out there, so I'm taking my damn shotgun, but I'm shooting him. Anything, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of it's kind of one of those things. <laughs> yeah. So it was the bank. Uh, uh, Clarence Dunn was the guy shot out the bank window. Um, so I mean, you get you get you kind of read it, you kind of look at it, and then you think, okay, this is this all kind of sounds crazy. But then you actually like look into like the people individually, and you're like, okay, these guys were like damaging their own property like there's something hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No saw something that they couldn't explain. So the memory loss part of it is fascinating to me because, I mean, I could get 
something that we're not used to seeing and something that smells funny and all of that. But there isn't really animals out there that make you lose your memory, lose your time. But if you think about it, like if there's something your brain can't explain, it's like a like you know people yeah, just, just kind of like overloads. It just kind of overloads, and you basically have these little lapses in memory. Is your brain's like just kind of coping mechanism for you know what might have happened? But everything. Yeah, I mean, there's. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, but more than one, I can see that being like one person maybe having that experience, but you would think it wouldn't be multiple people stating that they can't remember what happened. Yeah, I think yeah, it was. There was five key people that had like very you know very prominent sightings, and then eventually when the townspeople like kind of tracked it back to this mine, um, some of the reports say that there was a, a like a baby version of this creature that was also seen with like the larger main creature. Yeah, I guess it was like on that seventh day or something. It was like right around morning, like the creature flew out of the mine shaft and then it was like followed by really? yeah, like a smaller version of itself. And that was, yeah, and that was the last time it was seen was when it came barreling out of the mine shaft. And there was I mean there's even theories that it's like demonic, obviously, because it you oh. know the mine shaft, you know, you're under the ground, it's you know, came from hell kind of a thing. Um, it's nice to know, you know you're always, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, um, I mean, I don't really know. Yeah. There's not really anything in, in or around Iowa that you could like mistake for this. I mean, obviously oh, you have large not. birds such like the cranes and the eagles and such, but like you should know what that looks like versus something else. And those aren't really usually going to like come at you. It's or even a huge emit lights that, you know, wipe your memory. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A huge eagle isn't going to sit more than a few feet tall. Oh, yeah. You know? And that would be a damn big bird. So. I mean, I know in, like, like with some cases such as, like, uh, like other, like, similar cases around the world, like, say, like, such as, like, the Awul in, uh, in Indonesia, there are, like, massive bats that live there. I mean, that, you know, they have the flying fox in, uh, in Indonesia and that, that part of the world that like are just like, sized, isn't it? yeah, it's like, it's like five foot wingspan. Like yeah, that five or six foot absolutely. Wingspan. It could be, you know, it could be a contender for what people are seeing. And they're just, they are just exaggerating the size of an already large bat, you know, but here are, you know, the normal bats you're going to see are not that big. They're not, you know, they're, oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, you know, they're what, like, you know, they're basically like rat size, like a very large rat size with wings. That's you're not, you know, you're not mistaking, you know, something that's, you know, maybe a foot across, maybe a foot across as this giant creature. So if you think about it in the aspect, so this is the first I think I've ever heard about the whole, like a baby came out after. Oh, really? Yeah. I had never heard that aspect before. So then, so then my mind goes to like, are there other cryptids that have the story that they migrate to reproduce or are there any large animals that they travel to certain areas to reproduce and that's the only time that they're there? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always stories with like, uh, like Bigfoot sightings that there's always like family groups seen. Um, I know with like the Patterson Gimlin film, there's always like there's been a speculation that it looks like she's carrying a baby. Um, but I mean, 
who really knows? I mean, if these things are legitimate animals, then yes, absolutely. They're breeding. And, you know, and that's always the, uh, the challenging uh, question that comes at uh, cryptid cases is that, oh, there would have to be a breeding colony, which, you know, obviously, yes, if it is, at least in terms of like the, the, uh, the lake or lake and river and like aquatic creatures, you know, like Loch Ness, Champ, such, you know, those, there would have to be enough of them to sustain, you know, sightings for hundreds of years with, that you get with a lot of these cases. Um, and not just one solitary creature, which often is kind of believed. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it, it, it's definitely a strange one. Like, you know, you kind of think, you know, what, you know, was it some sort of, uh, birds, a large bird species that didn't belong there that just kind of ended up there. And, but at the same time, it's like, it, it still doesn't make sense. Cause why was it, you know, potentially attacking the townspeople? And why was it shooting light out of its chest? Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's, there's like, there's, yeah. it's like every time you try to like reach a, you know, a, con- you know, a possible conclusion on it, there's like, yeah, there's, yeah, you can maybe answer one aspect of it, but then you can't, you know, you can't even get close to answering the other factors that kind of go into this creature. And I was thinking when we were saying, you know, like there has to be families of these cryptids, why hasn't anybody ever seen a baby Sasquatch? Although that would be adorable, by the way. A baby Bigfoot. But people claim maybe, to. Yeah, people claim to like smaller, just, like adolescent, yeah. Yeah, and I was going to say, maybe they are, and they're just mistaking it for like a bear, because until it gets to be and if you think about it, most, ginormous, they don't realize it's out of the norm. That's the thing. Most primates will keep their young very close for mm-hmm. like more of an extended amount of time than you would see like, you know... A, yeah, my for some reason my brain went right to like the sea turtle where like that eggs hatch and it's like hey good luck because mama's not there yeah exactly um, yeah. It's, you just spend your first hundred feet trying to get to the ocean yeah and, uh, watch out for the seagulls favor, right <laughs> yeah. um yeah I just but then you would think that they would see baby van meter creatures flying around but again well, they did if baby van meter but all the but you'd see it more often than just that one time in 1903 you know well there are they're they're few and far between but there are in the area people that do still claim large winged creatures oh really Um, like in the van meter area yeah and around um which is kind of what prompted like the expedition x episode is that they're you know they're kind of trying to solve the original case but then looking into like the you know, the current uh, sightings, which, like I said, are pretty far and in between. Like, it's not like it, it's maybe maybe one every few years, if that that, you know, and a half and a good majority of them are are just mistaken identity or, or sure. uh, you know, just kind of seeing something you couldn't explain to me. And like, well, the meter's not far away type of thing. And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely still, uh, like I said, people claiming to see things, but it's. I don't think it's anything that would be the same or whatever was seen um, in 1903. So I should probably know this, but where is Van Meter? It's by Des Moines. Yeah, it's about, it's uh, 20 minutes west or straight west of Des Moines. Like we, um, just off of I-90. Yeah. And actually, sure. if you take, uh, it's an 80. I, no, it's 80. Yeah. There's like exits for Van Meters just a couple miles off the highway. Yeah. It's like 15, 20 minutes. It's not far at all. 
Why have we never ventured off of 80? I've suggested it a couple times, but it always feels like this. It's, uh, I, I've done it a couple times, and it, you just come across some pretty cool, cool interesting stuff. Yeah, because we head that way all the time if we're heading out to Melbourne. Yeah. Or... Oh, we're heading out there that direction next week. Oh, yeah. What a coincidence. Like, what, <laughs> what are we doing next week? I forgot. Um, hmm. Good for that. Yeah, because like I, I actually stay in Des Moines when I go down to the festival because it's just it's just a quick drive and probably more options. <laughs> yeah, so. well, there's like one motel, like it's like one motel like nearby in the town of I think it's the town of Desoto, and it's not yeah. great. It's one of those <laughs> yeah. like From what I've heard. The... It's like when you go out to Malvern, there's just not really any place. Yeah, to stay, so you can't yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It makes me think of that movie. Uh, I think it was a Vacancy. Came out oh, yeah, yeah. in the early 2000s. Like, I don't trust seedy-looking motels in the middle of nowhere for that reason. Like, that movie yeah. specifically ruined me. Hmm. Yeah, I had, a, so, I had a bad Motel 6 experience in 2020, <laughs> and I'm pretty much done with uh, kind of less than three-star hotels. I was, if, if it has a number in the name, mm-hmm. as a general rule, you want to avoid Yeah. It. I'm just happy when they don't ask me if I want the room for the whole night versus... A couple hours, so. <laughs> uh, which has happened. Yes, that has. So, um, so for the Van Meter creature, I know there's obviously there's the Mothman that it's compared to quite often, but mm-hmm. are there are there stories of other cryptids in other locations that sound similar to the Van Meter creature? I mean. In terms of like characteristics, like I said, the only one that I can really think of that's like close would be like Ropen in Papua New Guinea, but that's also in Papua New Guinea. Um, kind of by Australia. Obviously the uh, Yahul in uh, Indonesia. Uh, I mean, you got like the Native American Thunderbird stories, which are pretty much all over the United States and into Alaska and such, and of you know large winged birds or you know something a large winged animal. Um, and there's always like the famous uh, uh, tombstone pterodactyl photo that always pops up every now and then that people for the longest time believed was real, but it is in fact a hoax of like all the cowboys like holding this giant pterodactyl that they shot. I was gonna say I've never heard. I was gonna say is that the one that almost like I know in some they uh, they claim it's like a thunderbird or something like that or is yeah that, yeah. I, yeah. I if, if you like photo. Google search thunderbird, it's like it's gonna be like one of like the yeah. first images to come up. Is like the, is this tombstone Arizona Thunderbird sighting? Um, huh. Yeah. Well, now I want to go Google it and look it up because I have. It, 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 it's a cool picture, but it's like you look, kind of look at it and you're like, yeah, right. Like it's it's totally like you know, there's no way. And oh yeah. yeah, it's you know, it's it's good for what it is, but it's definitely not legit. Okay, so I have a weird question for. Uh, maybe <laughs> weird. You probably get asked this all the time, but. So you research all sorts of different cryptids and you have so many different stories and explorations that you've done. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah. Tasmanian Tiger, um, wasn't it? Did we ask this? We did. That's we the one I want to do. Oh, that's what he wants to do. Um, I mean, in, in terms of investigations, I'd say... The, the probably the most exciting one we were on was Mogollon Monster, just because there was like so much happening. Um, 
probably the craziest expedition we've done was Louisiana. Uh, was, because, that, was that the one with the boardwalk? Yeah, and the alligators. Uh, oh, but that's because of real alligators. Yeah. I remember that story. That was but because like, I was like, I was like, hey, look at that. I shine. And then they were like, you know, freaking out at us. So, uh. um, but not yeah, just like I mean, that investigation one investigation wise, what would you say your favorite creature or legend or you, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like everybody always asks us, what's our favorite haunted location or, or who's your, when we're at a Mason house, when there's a bunch of spirits there, who's your favorite spirit? You know, who, who's your favorite kid, Nash? <laughs> <laughs> I would say as of right now, the, my favorite investigation we've done was Mokian Monster. And remind me what that one is. I know we talked about That's, it. That's uh, uh, Arizona's Bigfoot. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I knew we had talked about it. I can't remember for sure. Um, that for me was that was just and I that that's one that I would like I would love to in some shape or form whether it's to shoot an episode or just to go back out there. I would love to go back and just uh, just hike around and like spend more time out there than we got to um, because it just it it has so much potential for something to exist undetected. So for all the stories that are out there, because some of them sound like, hey, yeah, that's a possibility. And other of them sound just so completely that's just not even possible that that's real. Do you feel like most of the stories that you hear or that you encounter are true or made up or have some basis of truth, but maybe have been embellished? For me, I, I, and I, I, I've always, I always say this, you know, it's like, I want so badly for all of these to be legitimate, but I know that it's not possible or will ever happen. Um, I mean, a lot of these, I mean, they always say, you know, legend and myth has some root in reality, you know, our ancestors saw something that they couldn't explain. So they, you know, just created these uh, incredible stories around what they were seeing. Um, and I think I talked about this last time, um, for me researching like the international cases is like, so it's, that's kind of like my thing is I really love in, in, uh, interview or, uh, researching the cases abroad versus within the U S because the cultural history associated with all of them is so deep and rich and you can really just trace it back to like that initial, like, what the hell is this? Let's worship it type thing. And, you know, and that's oftentimes what you get, like, you know, so many cultures around the world that have these uh, cryptid legends a part of their cultures. It's really a part of their culture. It's like it's embedded in every fiber of their existence. And, you know, and it's to the point where a lot of them, if they have new sightings of whatever, they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, they're there. And it just doesn't even like phase them anymore where it's like, if, you know, with us, you know, when we see this stuff, it's like, holy crap, like, what is that? And, you know, the, the, the Yeti is a huge one with that where it's, it's literally worshiped as a God. Like there was, it's like, you do not mess with the Yeti, you know, in the Himalayas. And, you know, I, I see, you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, people that have gone there looking for this and they'll ask the locals, like, you know, what, 
have you seen it? And they're like, yeah, you know, I've seen it. And they're like, you know, like, will you, will we, will you elaborate on your sighting? And they're like, well, I, I, I saw it. I knew what it was. I saw it. And, and oftentimes there's just, you know, they're like, you know, we, it's a part of our, it's a part of our culture. It's a part of our religion. Like we, we know they're there. We know not, to, we don't mess with them. And to us, there's no point in trying to prove whether or not they exist. And it, it, to me, it's just, it's so exciting. It's just, I enjoy, I enjoy that part of it because there's just so many avenues you can go where it's like, okay, was this just a real flesh and blood animal that they didn't understand? So they, you know, they exaggerated every part of it and it just stuck and it just became oral tradition, whether they knew, whether they know now that that's not what it is, but it's just stuck because it's been a part of their culture for so long. And it, it just, yeah, I, I just went on a huge tangent. Like, oh, no, no, you're good. That's, uh, that's what the podcast format is for. But, okay. So, so but, sorry. Oh, go ahead. My brain's going crazy. No, you fine. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, but there... You know, like you said, there has to be a little bit of truth in everything. It's fascinating to me the different stories, the different similarities of the beasts that you that you'll see. Whatever so good, beast may not be. And actually, we were like, on the same wavelength there because yeah, I was thinking like, like you get multiple claves of something that sounds like a Bigfoot cross culturally. Historically, you you hear a dragon in like every culture, or even like or, the meter creature you know in yeah. indonesia and wherever else he said they uh, were like papua new guinea yeah. here in iowa uh t- my tombstone allegedly uh, we actually just looked up the picture it looks fake as shit <laughs> um <laughs> um i had another one uh so like uh fairy folk like small and i guess okay so that's a weird question do those fit under the cryptid category when you hear uh, you get to like uh, Northern Europe and like Eastern Europe. There's always these examples of smaller invisible people, uh, so, you know, the fairies, the um, fae. the fae, and that's like Ireland and Europe. And I can't remember, but it, 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 it occurs cross culturally. Is that fall under the cryptid category here in the states, or is that like something the cryptozoologists over in like over in Europe study, or is it like? A different it world, depends on who you ask. I would say yes, just because I've been to Ireland looking into this stuff as a cryptozoologist. So yeah, I mean, it definitely does. I mean, it's it's stuff people claim to see that isn't explained by science. You know, the the fairy folk type stuff. I think is kind of one of those rare ones that kind of shakes hands with 
you know, what you guys do and what I do because they're, you know, you can kind of investigate it from both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, absolutely. It's, those are, I mean, those are just, just, and that's also kind of falls into what I was talking about a minute ago with like the international uh, stories and uh, cryptid stuff is that it's just, a lot of it is just so rooted in culture. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you get to some of those like less explored areas. And I guess this almost kind of leads to a question. So you go to places uh, like the Amazon where they're, you know, discovering still hundreds, if not thousands of species per day. And granted, most of it are insects. <laughs> but the fact that like they're still finding stuff out there, I'm, I'm assuming that's got to make you just very optimistic, like being in the field that you're in. Absolutely. I mean, and I always, I always get that question, like, well, why do you, you know, why do you do something like this? You know, why do you believe that there's, you know, these unidentified creatures out there? And it, it just kind of goes into the, you know, and I, the whole idea that there's nothing left to find is just such a naive concept that, you know, literally, like, they're discovering new animal species every day, all over yeah. the world, you know, and there's, I mean, we know more about the surface of Mars than the, we do the depths of our own ocean. And... And there's so, and there's still, you know, tons of jungle uh, areas around the world that are completely unexplored. Papua New Guinea is one of them. Uh, parts of the Amazon or other. Like there's, it's there's so many places for things like this to hide that have never been touched by man. And obviously, they're in some very dangerous areas on their own. But you know, people. You know, if people are going into these areas knowing what's there and then seeing something that they've never seen before that fits a certain description, then it kind of it, it lends some credibility to some of these uh, encounters and sightings of things. Isn't Papua New Guinea where that tribe is that's had like little to no human interaction? Um, Do you guys are know you, I know there. I know. I think there is one there, but uh, I think the one that is the most known one is the one that's on that island in the Indian Ocean. Yeah, Indian Ocean. That they literally kill anybody that comes yeah. ashore. Yeah. They had like a a poor experience in like the early 1900s with like white people trying to you know what we did back then, like spread the Jesus, and it wasn't received well, and it was met by a bunch of disease and. Uh, yeah, I yeah so basically, like, their impression now is if it's white, you shoot it. Uh, yeah, I know there's the... Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Where is that one? It was the... Because, yeah, there's the Indian Ocean one, and then the, I think there is another one somewhere in Oceania that... Chris, I think you were just kind of referring to that the the mercenary or the missionaries came in not mercenaries yeah. the missionaries came in <laughs> and, so one half of us and the other depending on what your and uh is. tried to convert them and all was going well and then like their first night there or one of the like nights when they were sleeping the tribe killed and ate them um this one i yeah i just i think that the only thing i've ever seen is that people have gotten pictures you like, get like the drone pictures, pictures where they're like yeah and they're throwing yeah that's the one that's the one in uh uh, the Indian Ocean. Yeah. Okay. So that people have like people have like flown over it like low, right. and they've gotten like arrows in the side of their planes and stuff. Yeah. Like. So think about what kind of creatures could be on exactly. that island. That think about just think about everything in general that could be on that island. I mean, yeah. you're talking about a group of people that have survived thousands of years 
without human contact, you know, without other outside human contact that are, you know, thousands of years less advanced than the rest of the world. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and because yet of that oh, isolation yeah. yet surviving and thriving, you know, yeah. that's kind of one of the reasons why India has made it like a no go zone is because they're afraid that, you know, if anyone was to go there and be allowed in that it would wipe just be out. a complete wipeout of their culture oh, because yeah. they wouldn't be able to fight off any of our uh, like diseases and uh, uh, like flus and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that did happen. Cause I think, I think, forget when that happened i think someone went there and like kidnapped a couple of them oh my god took them off the island and they like died within weeks like oh my god that's horrible that's just that's yeah i think the last time anybody went there was the one the it was like it was like a 19 year old kid and he went there with the sole intention of trying to convert them to jesus and he was just (laughs) eaten yeah most likely <laughs> but i know like the the like the family of the guy was you know trying to petition to go retrieve his body and the indian government's like no, absolutely not like he's <laughs> there's now <laughs> like <laughs> no he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not a whole lot left. Left. on the island so yeah all right so uh we have uh i've actually well entered the q a portion of the show nash i'm sure you remember this from last time uh, we actually really don't have a whole lot of questions in chat That's thus far all the oh no so kelly's got all the questions which is fantastic <laughs> this is this is good stuff um so this first question actually okay so i'm gonna preface this with uh my my day job my muggle job as we refer to it is at a uh, it's a gym it's a by definition, a high-end fitness boutique, which sounds super bougie because it, it kind of is a little bit. Anyways, uh, so this actually comes from work of all places because at work, I'm the weird person who does, like, does all this weird shit and uh, does the podcast, do interviews, all sorts of cool and potentially strange people. Uh, so this actually comes from one of our coaches. Um, so are they for, listening or for the sake of clarification, uh, this is I was actually asked this earlier today. Okay, I wondered. I was like... I. Didn't see a name. I didn't recognize. Uh, so, for the sake of clarification, is there a difference between a Bigfoot, Sasquatch, the Yeti, like etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, like the Skunk Ape? The uh, are these all like kind of different things, or is it like you have a different species? So, like you have your dog, which is a general like species of something, and then you have like your Golden Tree, your German breeds. Shepherds, your Dost Hounds. Are uh, they different breeds of the same yeah. creature? Uh, I always look at them at re- as regional variations. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're within the same uh, subgroup of creature, but obviously certain ones are adapted to live in certain areas and then are dubbed certain things, different things, depending on where they're at. So obviously the Yeti is Himalaya, Skunk Ape is Florida. Uh, Bigfoot was like the term originally given to uh, the Paris and Gimlin uh, Bigfoot that was seen, like the famous one, um, and then the term Sasquatch kind of, I always kind of look at Sasquatch as like the whole, at least for me, that's kind of what I dub everything as a whole I don't usually, I don't use the term Bigfoot a lot um, and then I, I do if it's, you know Is it just because it kind of sounds silly? <laughs> Sasquatch is something, yeah, Sasquatch is cooler so, Sasquatch sounds way better like I saw Bigfoot um, is but it's like animals who have adapted to their territory. Like so you have like the, you have the Indian elephant, you have the African elephant, you know, yeah. right. 
And they all but, have different colorations and different things that they can survive through. A you you got your Asian tigers, you got your Tasmanian tigers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, they're all, I mean, and then it kind of goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier, where it's like you have all of these different creatures all over the world that have sightings and mythos going back thousands of years. And all of these different cultures were describing something almost identical to one another without knowing of one another's existence. So it kind of, it kind of led credibility to the Bigfoot phenomenon, Sasquatch phenomenon globally, that there could be something to a lot of these. Um, Obviously within the U S it's blown up uh, almost too much. Um, yeah. where you really kind of have to like take us quite a few steps back and kind of look at everything, look at all the sightings as a whole to determine wh- whether or not that was actually what someone was seeing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, the, you know, you get the, the uh, Yeti and Himalayas. I know Russia, Siberia has a few, the Tichuna, the Almas, um, and then, uh, it? Cambodia has a tech tech, uh, the Kazakhstan has the Kikadam, China has the Yawi, or no, sorry, China has the Yaren, Australia has the Yawi, and then you have the kind of the, the runt of the bunch, uh, the Orang Pendic in Sumatra, which is kind of described as a three to four foot tall hairy creature. Oh, yeah, I, I remember seeing footage of that. It's like a running like through the grass. Um, that, I don't know if. It, I know that one has been really scrutinized a lot, but that almost just looks like a dude running through the grass. And I was um, thinking that too, but that's like immediately where my brain went. Was that just like that particular footage? I know that was in that area. That was in, I, th- I believe that was in Sumatra. Um, if it was in Indonesia for sure. Um, mm. uh, and then uh, I think South America, you've got a couple different ones. I know there's like the U camera, which is kind of Bigfoot-ish, but it's kind of, it's a weird one because it's always described as having its mouth on its stomach. Um, and then there's like the Mapanguari in Brazil, which often is thrown into the Bigfoot pool, but I think it's a, uh, it's still alive, uh, giant ground sloth. And obviously within the U S you've got all of them. You got the, you obviously skunk ape in Florida, the Grassman in Ohio, Patty and you know, the, the Pacific Northwest and Sasquatch up all over up there. And, um, we'll get monster in Arizona and uh, Pennsylvania has the Albert, Witch. oh, there's so many. <laughs> Do you think that, cause I know you said that it's kind of blown up and that the, the stories of people seeing them is more and more several several theories on that i guess or thoughts and, on that yeah, i was gonna say we noticed a lot with the ghost hunting field too that's what i was gonna say where you go ahead. it's cool now well not that it's cool but it's more acceptable you're not deemed as crazy if necessarily if you say i just saw a sasquatch in the woods you know where now it used to be if you saw a ghost you could get locked up but now it's like <laughs> oh yeah that's that's kind of normal you know but also, I wonder, too. Oh, I was going the more cynical route, which is I think there are certain people who seek attention. Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's absolutely that, too. Yeah. But I think that that's another one of those things that kind of, you know, we kind of shake hands with in both fields. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anything where I, like, I, I can think of a few people off the top of my head on on, on your end of things that I know for a factor very <laughs> much uh, into that. Oh, oh god, oh, yeah. yes, I Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you also to, so to kind of keep along that same theory of why it's more prevalent now. Like there's there's certain animals that make a comeback that mm-hmm. you know they you didn't use eagles for example when I was a young girl they were out there but you barely saw them and now they're everywhere you know. So could it have been a situation where they were almost taken to extinction and they're just building their populations back up? And between building that population back up and the fact that we're continuously destroying their homes, that we're seeing them more and more? It's possible. I mean, I know kind of what you were saying with like animals kind of making that comeback. I know, at least in my research, um, with uh, areas that the wolf has been reintroduced into, you yeah. seem to get uh, a decent number of dogman sightings because it's people that have never seen wolves before. And there's all of a sudden this massive thing that they've, you know, never seen, which totally makes sense. Especially if you get like, uh, no dire wolf is actually a species of wolf. Um, but, I mean, you think that you get like a bigger species, like a gray wolf or something that they're, I don't know if they're necessarily released. I, my brain went Colorado right away. Um, I know that's kind of one of the bigger areas they're uh, re-releasing wolves. And I know um, Montana has the, the legend no, of the uh, Chukawurikin, which is supposed to be this massive wolf. And a buddy of mine, Carrick St. Lawrence, actually was doing a lot of research into the stuff, and he found that it seems the farther north you get, the bigger the wolves are. Oh, yeah. And I think I, I'm getting weird. Deja vu flashbacks, man. But it almost makes sense because, like, the the prey is bigger up there. You That's get true. yeah, and there's, and there's less deer people around. Elk and certain area like caribou. I don't. Uh, you you'll get like bulls that'll take down a moose, but it's usually but it's usually an in, it's usually an infant. It's not a whole lot of times a full healthy moose gets taken down by a pack of wolves. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of animals that can take out moose. I mean, right. I, what is it? What did I read once? Like the one of the uh, one of the main predators for moose is uh, killer whales. Seriously, really? <laughs> yeah, because well, uh, moose moose swim. They uh, in, oh. uh, in, in coastal areas they'll dive down to eat uh, like seaweed. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's insane. And yeah, so there have actually there have been reported uh, moose killings from killer whales. No, fascinating. Way. I would never. Oh guess damn, that's that. fun. Uh, so, get back to the Q and A section of the podcast. Um, My mind's blown. Give me a minute to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mom, um, Pat wants to know. Um, so, through all of your, you know, your adventures, your, uh, you know, going out and looking for these things, if you've ever seen anything, like what was the most spectacular thing you've maybe seen or experienced? On the level of things I've seen. Um... The uh, it's funny because I was just talking about it today with somebody else on Facebook. Um, my potential uh, Lake Pepin monster sighting uh, in 2014, I think it was. Um, still something to this day that I, I cannot explain, and I often think about. Uh, you know, we were out on the lake looking for, looking for it, and we were the only. I think we we're the only ones on the lake. Um, if there were other people, they were not around. But something appeared moving against the current. Um, 
didn't really see any like obviously like recognizable features of a creature. We just kind of saw like the wake appear and kind of move south and we kind of tracked it for probably 30, 45 seconds and then it disappeared. Um, that to me is probably my craziest sighting. Um, one of my crazy experiences was probably in the Mogigan monster episode when there was like obviously something in the woods with us that was clearly messing with us <laughs> because it was kind of trying to draw us away from each other. Um, I actually think there was probably several things um, because we had two teams, both a considerable distance apart from each other. that were both having uh, in separate encounters with something. And it, like I said, it would seem like it was kind of trying to draw us apart. Um, so that is probably the craziest thing. Of, the, the two, probably my two craziest sighting and then craziest experience doing this. That was kind of unexplained. Very cool. So in the, in, so in, uh, and it's, I guess transition into the next question, which comes from uh, Darren, of course. Um, so in the world of, you know, cryptozoology going out and, I mean, you're obviously going to have this with any sort of wild animal, but is there any particular, you know, cryptid out there that, that seems maybe more threatening than most? And that's one of those, like, sexy questions that I felt like I needed or to write down. Or that's going to populate to a point that they just take over. I wasn't going to say populate to a point, because that's, those are, that's likely going to be some sort of parasite, like, like that bitch named Rona. Um, but can you imagine the world being over any, like, particularly threatening cryptid out there, like... Like, if, yes, so basically, if you were... Out research, out looking for it, there's like that possibility that it could, it could hunt you as well. Yes. Um, obviously, I mean, it's been, I mean, there's obviously been reports of Bigfoot kind of getting hostile. The Mogian monster, for instance, is kind of always dubbed as like Bigfoot's angry cousin. Because um, <laughs> that one seems to have, more often than not, the reports are that it is kind of like territorial and is kind of is trying to come at you. that the one I'm, I remember hearing like a like a story it was early miners came out and they were like throwing rocks and they had them like hunkered no, no, down. No, no, that's the, uh, um, that's the, uh, that happening in, in California. Yeah. I knew it was um, that's, that's like the ape Canyon broad uh, encounter. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that was around, I think that was, that was after like the monkey on monster stuff started. Um, but yeah, there's, um, Obviously, like dogman stuff, getting into the uh, international stuff. I mean, there's definitely things that um, I plan to look at or look into that are going to be very dangerous investigations. Um, Mingwa in Tanzania is supposed to be this giant hyena lion thing. Um, and then obviously stuff in like uh, in the jungles of wherever, you know, there's I mean, there's there's always dangers doing this stuff. It's you know, you're looking for a potentially unknown large creature that, you know, has never been studied properly. So who knows they what know the hell these things, things can do. Yeah. yeah. A wild animal backed into corner. Right, so, so yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, corner. that's kind of what we always joke about. It's like, we're going into areas with known dangerous animals looking for another unknown dangerous <laughs> animal. We're going into yeah. dark, abandoned buildings with that's, holes in the floor, looking for something that glows in the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why. That's why we make the small bucks. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that true. Um. So I, I, I was gonna say we're we are pretty. We actually were very close to the uh, the time tonight. General consensus is we had a fantastic show tonight with a fantastic guest. 
Again. Which is, again, uh, of course, you know, always great to hear. So, uh, as we do at the end of these shows, uh, Nash, tell us where we can find you and kind of upcoming stuff that we could find you at, even though I know we already kind of hit some of that earlier. Sure. So, um, uh, ChasingLegendsCrew.com is kind of the one-stop shop for all things Chasing Legends related. Um, at Nash Hoover is where you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, our Facebook, Chasing Legends, uh, Facebook and Instagram is at Chasing Legends TV. And yeah, that's the, that's where, that's where you can find me. Um, I will be at the Van Meter Visitor Festival with my co-host, uh, Michaela and our AV tech, Jack, um, September 25th. Uh, come on down and see us and yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the Van Meter yeah. Visitors Festival. Visitors Festival, um, which I think, honestly, I'm, I'm, I have a half a mind to like deviate for just part of the day and go visit because uh, we have prior sure. engagements, which is which is our now opportunity to to make <laughs> a plug. What what are we doing that weekend? Well, see, we would be visiting Nash that weekend, except <laughs> I still think I might. We uh, we are busy that weekend with the Ames Psychic and Paranormal Expo. Um, and that is September 25th and 26th in Ames, Iowa at the Sheeman Building. So, so basically, you, you go to the go, Van Meter Festival exactly. on the 25th, you come check us out on the 26th, exactly. and everybody's happy. It's like synergy. Yeah, because really, I mean, Van Meter, if, if well, it's Western just Iowa weekend, Des yeah, or just north very of Des Moines, close. We can't be I want to say I did uh, the Van Meter Visitor Festival. I was actually a vendor there God, five or six years ago. Um and then I went to uh, uh, Oktoberfest at Adventureland. So, like, I woke up, drank a little, went over. Drank a little more. Like, <sighs> under a table. And then I went back and just four pillows to the breeze. So here's what I think should happen. Head to Western Iowa the weekend of the 25th and 26th. Everybody can go to the Van Meter Festival on Saturday. You can get a good night's rest. And then you guys along with Nash, should all swing oh. up through Ames and stop in at the Ames Expo. You because see, I have to drive through Ames to come home. <laughs> it's meant to be. So it we might be able to make that happen. And then sometime we're going to have to get you out to the Expo as one of our vendors to yes. have you do some I will, talking I will about run that. Things. I will run that past my cousin and Jack yeah, and definitely. see what they think. Not because that should be cool. I I'm do sure know. Enjoy it as well. I mean, we've had people who kind of like sideline in UFO and stuff too, but never. I don't know that we've had a vendor that that's be like the primary main. focus. Yeah, so that would be. A oh, huge, I'm gonna run, that. I'm gonna run that place. I'm gonna I'm gonna infect yep. it. It'll be all cryptids yeah. after I'm done. That's all right. It's gonna go from like the Ames Psychic Paranormal Expo to like the Ames um, like Sasquatch Expo. Sasquatch and. Uh, Mothman Expo. Mothman Expo. Like, I'm pretty sure that's trademarked. I'm pretty sure I probably can't use that. What the Mothman? Well, that's no, what you, you just can't. You just can't have festival after it. Yeah. Oh. So okay. Mothman Fair. Festival. So as long as, you, as long as you call it the Expo. Mothman Expo, it's fine. It's that little cool. legal loophole. God, we didn't even hit Mothman on this episode. There's going to be a part we, I mean, three somewhere way down the road. In the aspect of it's kind of similar to yeah. the meter, but. There are so many more things we could talk about. Oh, definitely. 
I mean, part so three, many. I'm in. Let's just right? let's just do a whole new podcast. Or right? There's right? gonna have to be like a whole new like series because we've got like somebody who's definitely educated, someone who's somebody educated, somebody who's like has no has all the good questions. Though. I have no. It's, it's like, a perfect trio. I <laughs> Kelly, you beat Darren for questions on this episode. I, I'm sorry, Darren. No, don't be sorry. This is good. This is good. I well, and this was part of the reason I wanted him back because I mean, mm-hmm. I asked a million questions. I, I swear to God, I turned that phone down twelve times. Um. But I know I asked a million questions the first time, but I still have so many more. I just it's fascinating to me because it isn't something that I know a lot about and yet it's just I love just like with the ghost hunting, I love the history of it and the experiences people have had and what your thoughts are. You know, the people who have studied this more, what are their thoughts on it all? So yeah. So we gotta, I, we gotta take this we gotta take this a step further and I join you guys on an investigation, and you guys join me on an investigation. <laughs> One million yes, times, yes. <laughs> One million times, yes. Oh, but you, we got to like, we have to make sure it's like comparable. So it's got to be like you guys take me to like the most bonkers place that I have not been to in Iowa, and I'll take you to like oh, the okay. jungles of Siberia or jungles of Siberia, the jungles of South America. Thank you. Oh, deal. I'm gonna be. My and brain's already. Maybe even make it like the same the weekend. Find I was gonna say find a way to do like a back to back weekend where like oh, we can we can make it work. We can figure something out. I one, know some like, places. One night we're out like in western West Virginia doing Trans Allegheny, and then the next night we're out in like the Appalachian Mountains, mm-hmm. Yupin and knocking on trees and stuff. Ooh. Oh, oh I like it. Oh thanks. I'm always, I'm always down to travel. <laughs> oh believe it or not. <laughs> oh it, it's, it's something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Oh yeah, well, this is happening. We've hit Stay nine. Tuned, folks. We've hit nine o'clock Central Time. Oh my god, I don't know if I can do this. It's been so long. You got this. Well, <clears throat> do we have anything else we need to talk about? Okay, so we've mentioned Van Meter Visitor Festival September twenty fifth. We hit the Ames Psychic Ames and Paranormal Psychic Expo, and Paranormal Expo September twenty fifth and twenty sixth in Ames, Iowa, at the Sheenman Building. Um, uh, we figured out where we could find Nash on social media and in real time in the future. Um, watch Chasing Legends on YouTube. Watch yes. Chasing, Chasing Legends. Legends. There's so many of them. Um, next show, two weeks. Yes. Me again. This is going to be awesome, Woo! guys. It's going to be yeah. me from now on. <laughs> <laughs> but Nash Hoover again and again yes. and again and again. Honorary we'll member of Travis Moon. We will definitely have him back. But Tell Kelly is an expert. <laughs> That's gonna just have off. repeat episodes till Kelly's oh, an expert. We're never I love it. This, is, this isn't about the viewers at this it's, point. It's just <laughs> content. It's just gonna be like uh, people watching it on like private tutor lesson. It'll be like the tenth show in, and he'll be, "Damn it, Kelly! I've told you this twelve times." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next show, guys, we're gonna have to. The plan is. Let's put this out here. The plan is we are gonna do something that we have not done before. We have not. Um, Chris is going to get hammered, which we have done before. If we're going to draw the line a slightly before hammered, but I may let him have a drink. Well, three. So uh-huh. we're so, going to do readings. Yeah, for the first time ever, a live uh, a reading show yeah. for the uh, for the Traveler's Moon podcast. Yeah. So those of you who have tuned into shows that I've read on before, it'll be similar to that, but this time you get Chris reading. It's going to be fun. I think that mean drunk reading, so it's going to be a fantastic time. First case scenario, it's, you know, kind of <laughs> me talk shit. And I feel like we could do, like, a background information on, like, where terror reading started and all that sort of jazz. But Absolutely. we'll work out them, find details in between. But uh, you ready to knock this uh, 
Other than we should tell them where we're going to be this weekend. Are we going to be this weekend? What we have going on. So are we going to be, what, we're doing stuff this weekend? What? We're doing something. God, we're doing stuff every weekend. And this weekend, are there still spots available in the uh, Saturday night? Or are we full? Uh, a couple. We're full up? Uh, we're not full, but So there's a couple tight. spots. But we know most of you can't make it out to southeastern Iowa, where we are going to be doing an investigation with Dan Class of the Haunted Hinsdale House out in, outside of Buffalo, New York. It's technically Hinsdale, but, you know, yeah. Buffalo direction for those of you that aren't familiar with the area. Um, doing a investigation with Dan Class of the Hinsdale House of Ghost Finders. You've probably seen him on shows like Paranormal Lockdown and My Haunted House. My Haunted House and... Like Almost if you every story, pretty much every TV show, because I think they've been out to Hinsdale House at this yeah. point. So Dan's on a lot of those shows. So yeah, any TV show you've probably seen, probably. Uh, the one, the only, a Dan class, Mister Dan class. Uh, so if you want the opportunity to investigate with Traveler's Moon, in with person. Dan class in person, like in real time, like you're there, you can touch us as long as it's appropriate yeah. until a certain point in the night, in which case it usually doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> But yeah, investigate with us with Dan Class uh, at a location that is just incredible. It's one of our favorites. It is a steamboat inn that's older than the state of Iowa itself. It was a tuberculosis sanatorium. It was a field hospital during the Civil War. It was a stop on the Underground Railroad. It was a stop on the Underground Railroad. Just the richest of rich history. And here's the deal: we know most of you can't make it to Southeast Iowa because we know there's people far and wide listening. The night before. We're right. doing something very cool, too. Yeah. As long as we actually get people to sign up for it. Well, yeah. Are we doing it regardless now? Uh, yeah. We're figuring this out in real time. Let's see. So here's the deal. If we see people purchasing tickets, there's a high likelihood this event will happen that you can tune in to a live Facebook stream. This is exclusive for ticket buyers. This is the first time we're doing something like this. Uh, but it's helping us cover Dan's costs as far as like travel and stuff. And we want to help the guy out a little bit. He, we'd like him to come back. To we'd Iowa. like him to come we back to Iowa. Um, so basically, it's a very small, it's like a $5 fee. It's a fantastic way to spend a Friday night. $4.99. $4.99, sorry. <laughs> fantastic way to spend a Friday night. You get to interact with us on the investigation. You get to, you know, ask the questions that we'll ask for you. Um, I know if you guys have checked out any of the Traveler's Moon uh, live streams before gives you a chance to be like, hey, can you read this over, you know, so and so's shoulder? You can um, help watch the video, see if you guys catch anything in the video. You can listen for those EPs that we can't hear with our ears. Um, yeah, just really be a part of that interaction. So Friday night is going to be the the online event that you can sign up for mm -hmm. five dollars to watch that. Saturday night you can attend in person with us at. The Mason House Inn. And that's a hell of a bargain, too, because, like, you get your ticket. Not only do you get, like, you know, the event, which is the investigation, but we're throwing in dinner. We're throwing in breakfast the next day. And you get your uh, overnight nice accommodations. Literally all of it. Yep. So it's, it includes your overnight stay, breakfast, uh, dinner, and time with Dan, which right there is worth it. Right there is worth it. So. All right. Anyways, all right. About that time? About that time? Let's see if we can do yeah. this. Thank you so much again. Yes, thank we you. We appreciate you. We will have you back for sure. Oh, definitely. So, once again, thank yes, you, Darren, Nash Hoover, uh, which, by the, the way, be the first time two-time offender. The first time two-time offender. Probably going to be the first time three-time offender at this rate. Wow, um, it's a hat trick. Uh, it is a hat trick. Good for you. <laughs> uh, 
which by the way, it's probably like the most like famous person sounding name I've ever heard too. Like you hear some names, it's like, oh, that's going to be a famous person someday. Nash, Nash Hoover sounds like a famous person. Name. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in to the Traveler's Moon podcast. As always, I am one of your hosts, the Paranomad, Chris Nielsen. I'm the normal one, Kelly Moonspinner. McCarvel. Normal-ish. Normal-ish. Normal-er. Thank you for tuning into the live show tonight. If you're not listening to the live show, no, we love you. And Kelly yells at me for saying we love you less. I'm going to say we love you exactly the same, but you should definitely tune in to the live shows where you can interact in chat. Um, Be sure to, wherever you're listening, give a five-star review. Leave a positive comment, especially if you're listening anywhere in like Apple Podcasts. I don't know if that's a thing with Spotify. But if you're able to leave a review in your podcast format. Leave a positive response. It keeps us uh, keeps us going. Makes us happy. And you can find us anywhere on social media at Travelers Moon. That's the Facebook. That's the Instagram. Technically, that's the Twitter, but we don't do that too often. So, uh, yeah, one of those two formats. As Shay says, we don't twat well. We don't. We don't twat well. <laughs> Thank you, you sexy beaches. Have a good night.